Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about which multiverse theory is the best? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Robert. Oh, wow. We're getting early, huh? I need this. All right. We'll check this out. You ready? Okay. We'll crack it. And then... Oh, yeah. What is happening? I'm pouring my Dr. Pepper in a pint Dr. Pepper glass. All right. Very official. Getting serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I pulled this glass out the other day, and I was like, I should use this more. <laughs> so, it says, Dr. Pepper, king of beverages. Oh, king. Mmm. Drink that king shit. So, how's it going? Oh, you know, just terrible. It's awful. It's bad. Let's not even sugarcoat it. I mean, really, everything's just kind of bad right now. The whole, um, maybe we should just say at the top of this episode, guys, if you're looking for, like, sharp, good comedy right now, it's probably not going to happen right away. (laughs) We're going to have to warm up to it in this one because so much- Yeah, we'll get there. So much sad, sad shit is happening. Um, it's extremely overwhelming. I'm beginning to have trouble coping and- I, as a white person, am having trouble coping. I'm sure that all the people of color in this world, most specifically the black people in America right now, are having a much tougher time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I was actually talking with uh, Taylor about this stuff today. The way that people are kind of like commenting on things, you know, Uh there's like only like an extreme. You can't really seem to find anybody that will go to the middle. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, It's... So back in, like, 2016, when shit was starting to get a little hairy in the world, um, I pretty much, like, cleaned out my social media feeds of anybody whose opinions I could not reconcile. Okay. So I feel like I haven't... um, I haven't been seeing it so much on my dash this time around, you know? Like, people are not coming into my comments to like argue that black people are not members of the human race or whatever so okay i feel like i clean house pretty good but i'm definitely seeing it on other people's pages and i'm just like how are we as a society still here well so i think that's where the difference comes in for how we are seeing it yeah because we're we're seeing a lot of stuff on tiktok so it's not really like someone's coming to your page or your feed and saying stuff like if we find a video about something we just will read the comments attached to that video you know yeah taylor was watching one today and you know there's people that will say like the protesters deserve what's happening to them like when tear gas gets thrown at them and and that is a fucked up way of thinking about things i was like do you think it was any different during like the civil rights movement when they were like hosing people in the streets do you yeah. think the exact same thought process was happening i mean I, th- I feel like we haven't really progressed right i think i think we're almost experiencing what it was like at that time but in a different time i know it's it's essentially like the plague year of 1918 combined with the civil rights movement combined with just a fucking child running office right now. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a confluence of all these different events. And, you know, we're living in interesting times, <laughs> which fucking sucks. And I really do think we are living in the middle of history right now. I know. I just keep imagining like 
the the history books the chapter where you turn the page and it's like trump at the fall of america and it's just <laughs> yeah a list of every black person that's died in police custody since you know 2012 or whatever because it's just been ramping up well like i do wonder what it will be like did i ever tell you about uh this lady at my work i don't i may have told you this uh they were studying world war ii Mm-hmm. And they told all the kids to read the diary of Anne Frank, right? Oh, yeah. So they all read the diary of Anne Frank. And this lady that I work with, her daughter, you know, was in class after they did it. They were talking about it. And they, like, were going through the whole book. And she raises her hand and goes, like, hey, what about what about this part of the book? And the teacher said, why do you know what that is? Why do you know that part of the book? And she goes, because I read the book. And she goes, where's the book you read? And she handed it to her and she goes, this is not the school approved book. What? So the one that they were letting the kids read was abridged uh. of fucking like World War II shit. What? <laughs> what? Like, can, you, can you imagine what gets cut out of what's happening now in the history books of the future? Like we need to keep that shit like real and alive, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's literally on video. <laughs> That's the one thing we can say for these times. Like social media has been a, a blessing and a curse to yeah. to the civil rights movement of today, I guess. Because, I mean, if you have it on video that a police officer kneeled maliciously on a black man's neck for eight minutes and forty five for eight minutes and forty six seconds, and like he literally said, "I can't breathe," and it just kept happening. You can't deny video evidence like that. Yeah. <sighs> it's just—it's been a really heavy, um, <laughs> it's heavy been time. A heavy, like week. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it's just been—it's—it's it's just been a lot. And a it lot's sucks. Been going on. It sucks that. Um, I mean, this—it's something that happens day in, day out, and we're only seeing you know the tip of the shitty, shitty iceberg. I, everything. It goes so much deeper than you or I see. And as white people, we have kind of blinders on to it because we're, it doesn't, I'm trying to like say this in the best way that I can. It doesn't affect us as. It's, it's not ingrained in our daily life. Right. Like it's not a constant threat to my humanity. You know, I can go for a run outside if I want to. and I'm not going to get gunned down on my back. Like, yeah, I, I mean. This stuff has been online for so long. I remember watching a video once. It was um, it was like one of those social experiment channels, you know, uh-huh. where it's like, you know, I'm I'm not really poor, but I'm going to pretend to be poor, but give money back to people and see how they react, you know? Yeah. Like weird stuff like that. And so one of them was, it was like, uh, I think it was when open carry first became a thing. Ugh. So... They had, like, a white dude from the channel carrying, like, a full-blown, like, like, AR-15, like, assault rifle. Disgusting. Right? Okay. On on his back. And, like, the cops do stop him, but he's like, well, I'm just doing open carry. And they're like, all right, cool. Like, we just want to know, like, why. Right? Yeah. But they, like, immediately let him go. And then they have a black guy from their channel do it. And it got, like, real bad. You I know. can imagine. I mean, I mean, he was able to 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 be let go because they could prove, you know, hey, we have like a permit to film the video, like we're doing something here. Yeah, you know, you just kind of proved our point, you know. But I mean, so much stuff, just like everyday things are very different. Yeah, know? like I've been pulled over by the cops several times in my life. I've never ever gotten a ticket. I mean, I got pulled over for doing sixty in a twenty, and they didn't give me a ticket. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah, I if I was any color except for white, that would have been a, a major problem for me. I'd be in jail or dead. I have only been pulled over the one time, but that was a very like weird circumstance. But I can only imagine how it would have gone in that scenario. Did I ever tell you about the time that I got pulled over? I don't think so. I uh, this is a story. Okay, <laughs> let okay. me buckle in. Um. So anyway. Um. I was taking Desi home at her curfew time, which was when we were, like, in high school, it was, like, 3 a.m. 
Right. Oh, shit. Lucky curfew. <laughs> yeah. So I was taking her home at 3 a.m. Uh, I dropped her off, pulled around the uh, cul-de-sac, right? And uh-huh. as I'm going, well, okay. So as I was driving there, I did notice like a cop car drive by. And then I noticed yeah. another cop car, like, parked somewhere. I was like, that's weird, right? <laughs> um, so I dropped her off. I, like, turn around. And as I'm going, like, literally cops pop out of everywhere. Oh, my God. So on her street, there were, like, you know where there's alley outlets, like, halfway through the street sometimes? Yeah. Okay, they pulled out of both sides of those, like, blocked the road like a cop pulled out behind me and then there were just like several just like on foot coming out of like the sides of like these homes and stuff right oh my god yeah like a bunch of cops and so i mean it's 3 a.m i was pretty like tired you know yeah i'm just like okay whatever i rolled down my driver's window and then of course they knock on the passenger window which i didn't like (laughs) okay right so they knock they knock on that he asked for my stuff I gave it to him, and he was back there looking at it for, like, 10, 15 minutes. Oh, my God. And then he comes up to the driver's side. What the hell is going on in your mind during that time where he's just, like, away looking at your shit for, for so long? I was long? really tired, and I knew that I hadn't done anything. <laughs> so I was like, I assume this is going to be okay, right? <laughs> okay. And all the, well, plus I was watching all the cops that were just standing around, you know, because there's a yeah. bunch of them. Like, the two cars, like, four guys just on foot in my field of view right there. Yeah. Then whoever's behind me, which I can't see because they got the, the, the spotlight in the mirrors, you know? Yeah. And then, so, when he came to get my stuff, he's all like, what are you doing here? And he's all mean and stuff, right? And he yeah. took my stuff. And then when he came back, he goes, oh, hey, sorry about that. Here's your stuff. And he was, like, <laughs> so cool. And I was like, okay. And then he told me what he was doing without me asking you know, he's like, okay, well, so there's somebody that we don't want to leave town right now. And we just wanted to make sure you were not trying to, like, smuggle her out of town. Oh, my God. And I was like, where's she at? And he goes, oh, she lives in, like, this house. And I was like, but you saw me go to a totally different house, right? And he goes, <laughs> right? well, yeah, but, you know, we just wanted to make sure. I Anyway, bye. And then he just kind of, like, does the, like, round finger thing to all the guys. And they all, like, disappear into their spots. <laughs> and that was it. Okay. That's a fever dream. That was wa- the wildest thing I've ever seen. Strange. But being pulled over at 3 a.m. with that many people and I weren't me, that probably yeah. would not have gone good. No, you would have been pulled out of your car and beat or whatever well i mean maybe it would have since it was a sting for a totally different person and they'd have been like we don't have time to be mean to you right now maybe who knows i don't know yeah so you know taylor has seen some stuff where it's um i i think there's like the two sides so there's the black lives matter right Uh uh-huh i don't even know if this is like the other side but then there's where people keep saying uh i think I think it's all cops are bastards, right? Oh, a cab, yeah. Okay. So that was the topic that I was like, all right, this seems to be where there's no middle ground, right? Well, what I'm mostly seeing, so there's there's Black Lives Matter, and then there's people that are like, well, all lives matter. Yes, that that's... is true, people, but that's not the issue, you know? Yeah, so like, if one house is on fire on the block... Do all the houses matter, or do the firefighters care about the house that's on fucking fire? Exactly. So, um, I was telling Taylor, I was like, I don't know that I agree with the all cops are bastards thing, right? Okay. I was like, I don't know that I agree with that, because there's gotta be, I mean, there have to be good cops that are there, right? There's probably good cops. You see some on, you know, fictional television programs. Yeah. So, she found out that the, like, sentiment behind the movement for that is not the cops it's the the institution of the police force yeah and i was like oh then i 100 percent agree because whatever yeah. system is in place is broken the system it ain't is working very broken yeah I, they're not like weeding out the racist cops at the root of the problem you know like the the big thing that's been you know used against protesters is like 
the people that are rioting ruin the protests for everybody. Well, the cops that are racist ruin cops for everybody. Like, I mean, you, they used to tell us that in school all the time. The few ruin it for the many. Yes, and it is exactly. Very, very true. Yeah. So, I mean, it, sure, it sucks that some of the protests are getting violent, but first and foremost, it really super horribly sucks that innocent people are getting murdered by racist shitty cops so fix that first and then we can address the protest okay like yeah i mean that system is broken i mean yes. it's being it's being allowed for that to happen yeah and i uh, it just makes me question like how we as a country and a society have gotten to this point where we have let that happen like shit has crumbled so far yeah it has rolled so far downhill that it it's it's almost irreparable. Like something, there needs to be some kind of a social revolution at this That's point. That's kind of what I was telling Taylor. Um, so I think I had told you before we started the uh, the portal stream the other day that I'd even talked to Taylor about it like a long time ago that I wanted to be a cop before. Yeah, and I never knew that. That's crazy. Like, I don't know. So many people do bad things. Like, you need somebody that cares to want people to do better things. You yeah, know? you need to have, like, peace and order. And, and I think that I, you would have made a great cop with your mustache. It's perfect. I think I would have been a great motorcycle cop. You're right. <laughs> Aviators? Super but mirror lenses? I had even posed the question to Taylor. I said, okay, fine. So we know that not all cops are bad, right? Uh-huh. But we can agree that the system is broken. Because yes. the system is allowing this to happen. So who's to say those good cops? Like, okay, let's say I was a cop, right? And yeah. I'm I'm a good one. I don't like what's going on. But if the people above me or the people who are in the majority or in charge don't like what I have to say, you know, who's to say that I don't get pushed over to, like, the worst beat or something that's way out of the way, like, to keep me from stopping what's going on? Yeah. How do we know that the system's not corrupt enough that they keep the people that want to do good out of the system? Exactly. And another major point of this ACAB movement is that um, the, the cops that are kind of allowing other cops to be racist in this are complicit, you know? Like, exactly. if you see your I buddy mean, kneeling on somebody's neck, you should get him off. You shouldn't you should just be like, let hey, them. hey, you, you go over there. I'll I will hang on to him like you need to go calm down somewhere yeah like, like uh, you don't sketch. learn that move in the police academy that's not something that they teach you so I think um because Taylor's looked into a lot of stuff she was saying that that is like that's like your like ending move when somebody is just so incompliant and is not paying attention they do teach you to like sit on their neck like that but that's like the end-all be-all that is the last case scenario yeah not for a gentleman who is paying with what ended up not being a counterfeit 20 dollar yeah. bill you know but to lead with it and then when they're not retaliating back to keep doing that you know yeah. like that's supposed to subdue for now not <sighs> to do the whole time yeah that just doesn't even make sense no and that's the problem these things don't 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 make sense and they just happen yeah so I was actually talking to Taylor about the system being bad. And I was like, you know, the protests are not supposed to stop it. These protests will not end this. These protests are to inspire somebody that will go into the system that will put an end to it. Yeah. This, this protest can't stop a corrupt person that's sitting in the seat of power that's allowing the things to happen. Right, it can't be an instantaneous thing. Yeah, we have to get people that care, that care about this movement into those seats, into the police force, into the like chief positions or whatever it needs to be, commissioners, whatever it is, right? We have to be able to vote the right people in that choose those people. And that's what this is supposed to do is to inspire those people that want to be in those seats to help this problem. You know? Yeah, uh, that's that's the key is inspiring change. That's what needs to happen right now. Exactly. It's so wild that that's, I mean, that's what Obama's whole thing was when he was there. Change. Right. That was his platform was change. And, and here we are. Now we need it the most desperately 
you know? I was laying in bed awake last night just thinking about Obama. <laughs> as sad as that sounds, but I was like, man, what if we just, what if we just, like, elected him again? You know, like, can't we just adjust the Constitution a little bit? I mean, I mean, we've done it once. I know. FDR in, was allowed to do it three times in World I War II. I think Obama should be our new FDR. I t- that's my opinion. That is not my opinion. What? What's your opinion? My opinion is he just leads it forever. Like, that's it. It's not oh, he's yeah. elected. He just owns it. Obama forever. Let's change the name of America. He's good. <laughs> United States of Barack, baby. Um... I've been following a lot of stuff on Instagram because that's where most of my social media activity is, Instagram and Twitter. Um, Did you see stuff about the Instagram blackout today? I saw a lot of blacked out images today. Yes. So when I woke up and saw it, I was like, okay, that's weird, but that's something simple that I can do to help show that I'm behind the cause. So I went ahead and I did it and I hashtagged it blackout Tuesday and then I log on to Twitter and I see everybody I know like talking about how bad the black square is because so basically the point of blacking out your Twitter feed or your Instagram feed is um, per the movement you're supposed to kind of silence yourself and think about what a feed looks like for you know when it's not catered to you so black people will log into their social media and see everything catered to white people uh this just helps like silence some of the white voices so that black voices can be uplifted. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a lot of also backlash on it saying that, you know, clogging the hashtag black lives matter hashtag BLM with just black, black square square <laughs> is pushing down all the valid stuff and all the good things that people are trying to spread the important information about protests and about safety and so Fair. I started to feel bad about it, and I was like, yeah. shit, maybe I shouldn't have posted it. So I ended up deleting it, but then after I deleted it, I was like, wow, I don't want people to think that I'm not in support of Black Lives Matter. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, God, just wavering See, back and forth. Cause that's like, the I thing. Mean, there's, there's no middle in this. you got to either say, I'm going to just go for the square, or I'm just going to stay out of it, I guess. You know? Yeah, I mean, I left it deleted. I just, I... Of course I support Black Lives Matter. It's the most important cause there is right now. But it's just, I don't, I'm having trouble showing my support in a way that feels right for me. Like, I'm more than happy to share resources about, like, where to go for protests and, like, what is safe and how to cope and all that. And uplifting other black creators. Like, on our podcast media, I've been, um, you know, promoting people of color podcasts and stuff. I learned a new word today. BIPOC. It's B-I-P-O-C. It mm-hmm. stands for Black, Indigenous, People of Color, so it kind of covers the whole banner okay. of people. So, I don't know. I've been, it's just, of course I'm out there, you know, voting for people that aren't going to be shitty, and I'm, you know, donating to causes that are being beneficial, and I'm, I, I just feel like, I don't know, so I see people posting, like, screenshots, like, I donated this much to a charity, and I'm like, I, I, I don't want to post the amount that I donated because I don't want to, like, one put a dollar number on the lives almost just like yeah that's that's just almost like bragging though that's like well look at the good i did like flashing my cash like look at me i donated like i don't just just go do it because yeah serve its purpose you don't have to flash that kind of stuff so i'm struggling to find the medium that's like i support you and i want to be vocal about supporting you but i don't want it to look like performative activism you know i don't want to look like the person that's just like yeah black lives matter for today and then forget about it next week because yeah they matter now they matter forever exactly so i'm just walking that fucking line well since uh, you brought up the blackout stuff uh uh-huh uh i actually heard about it last night so monday night because this youtube that i watch uh, for like game news stuff, uh-huh. he had posted something at like eleven o'clock the night before. It said, "I will not be airing my daily show tomorrow to let you know like other media take its place." Kind yeah, of thing, right? So he didn't put out a daily show today. Okay, and actually, uh, so June fourth is the big PlayStation 5 event where they're going to, like, go over an hour's worth of games and maybe yeah. show the system and stuff. Uh-huh. PlayStation yesterday also came out and said, 
we are not going to hold our event on the 4th because there are more important things than video games right now. Yeah. So it's they good to have see. pulled that out. Yeah, all these companies are really trying to like, hey, you know what? Let something that like is really important <clears throat> take focus. Yes. Let's not let's not dumb down what's going on with that cuz oh, look, the PlayStation 5 is not square this time, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't want that to be like the news when so much more important stuff is happening. Exactly. So I'm upset that I won't get to see the PlayStation, but I 100% respect and I'm behind what they chose to do with it. Yeah. Did you see um, what Nickelodeon did? I did not. So they have a commercial spot that they're airing. I don't know if they're still airing it or what, but um, it's just an orange screen and you can hear the sound of breathing. And so for eight minutes and 46 seconds, Nickelodeon just plays this like the sound of breathing so you can hear it and it says uh let me read this off to you so it's a little it's called the declaration of kids rights it says you have the right to be seen heard and respected as a citizen of the world you have the right to a world that is peaceful you have the right to be treated with equality regardless of the color of your skin you have the right to be protected from harm injustice and hatred you have the right to an education that prepares you to run the world and you have the right to your opinions and feelings even if others don't agree with them so I think that is an incredible thing for a children's network to do. Yeah. Because I, mean, I actually saw that Spotify was uh, going to put 8 minutes and 46 seconds of silence in everybody's playlist today. Yeah. So while you were listening, it was just going to go quiet. But this one, that's awesome. Yes. And it's so, so necessary for children to see this and understand what it means i mean yeah like we don't need to just show this to adults that are already corrupted and ruined you need to get a child <laughs> get nip it in the to bud see that the world well we we really do hide a lot of stuff from children but then they're yes. gonna grow up to a world they're not prepared to take on exactly it's like the anne frank thing you know don't yeah. hide this piece of history from kids you have to you yeah, have to tell them this is this is real life. You want to raise your kids right. So you want them to see what's going on right now, what's wrong, why it's wrong. Let them formulate an opinion and help them formulate the best opinion, you know? Yeah. It's just, there's there's a big backlash about it because, you know, crazy moms are all over it. Like, yeah. my child doesn't need to know what's going on in the news. We don't need to know about people dying in the streets. But, like, you kind of do, especially today. <laughs> it's okay. important. It's happening. And I bet... That is a white mom. Yes. That doesn't have to worry about her kid dying in the street. So exactly. So she is like, well, I just don't want them to know. They don't have to deal with it anyway. But there are other people that this is going to be important. This is going to be something that is going to be part of their life. Yeah. They need to know that. Absolutely. So good on Nickelodeon. I think that wow. is badass. That's really cool. I wish I had cable so I could have watched it. <laughs> and just stared at that orange screen that would have been amazing to be a part of and see yeah well other media kind of in this vein you know this has been going on for like since last week you know mm-hmm. um so i was kind of it it made me think about a movie that i've had in my possession for a while uh-huh but i just haven't watched it yet it's a movie that i've really been wanting to watch and I brought it up to Taylor, and she was like, oh, yeah, I totally want to watch that. Let's let's check that movie out. So it is called Fruitvale Station. Have you ever heard of that movie? I have not. Do you know who Ryan Coogler is? Ryan Coogler? No. I knew you wouldn't know. Okay. Because you don't know directors. Okay. <laughs> Do you know who Michael B. Jordan is? Yes. I knew you'd know Michael B. Jordan. All who the ladies doesn't? like Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> So, the reason why I knew about this movie to begin with is Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan have done several movies together past this one. This was their first one that they did together, right? Okay. After this, they both worked together on the Creed movie, the Rocky movie. Okay. Right? And then that movie did so good, they were like, hey, Ryan Coogler, would you do Black Panther? And who else is in Black Panther with him? Okay. Michael B. Jordan. So they're like this team 
And I love Creed. Like, I loved Creed when I first saw it. So I was like, hey, these guys are awesome. And I heard about this one. So I I found it, but I just haven't watched it yet. Right? Okay. I think people should watch it. It was very, very good. It's an, it's an indie movie, so it's not, like, done really, really well, you know? Okay. Like, it's not a big budget, like, Hollywood movie. Yeah. Um, it is about Oscar Grant... He was a 22-year-old black man that was shot in 2009 by a BART police officer. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yeah. So this is a movie of that. That was in Oakland? Uh, it was in, like, San Francisco. But, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So the BART system in Oakland. Yeah. Okay. But but I think he was in San Francisco when it happened. Mm. I think. But so, I mean, it's got Michael B. Jordan in it, and you know he's awesome. Yes. And it's, it's the, it's it's the last day that he had on Earth. That's like the whole movie. Oh. It's him waking up that morning and just everything he did the whole day, to that event, right? <sighs> and it okay. actually opens with the footage that was on somebody's phone. That's what's got out there, right? Jeez. So you see that, and then you get to see, like, the movie version leading to it, right? So you get to, like, learn who he was as a person. Oh, yeah. It was a movie, man. It was really, really good. It's it's one of those movies that... It's, it's not fun to watch this movie. That's yeah. not the point of it, you know? It's, hey, look at this. This is, this is a thing that happened. It's something you need to know that happened. You yeah. Know? It's the whole point of the movie. And I did really good. I didn't cry, Kelsey. Okay? <laughs> okay. And it was hard because even um, Octavia Spencer is in this movie. Oh, I love her. I love her. And she plays his mom. And I knew there were going to be scenes with her in it that would make me cry. Right? Yeah. I didn't cry. I held it together. But you know my weakness. And they did it to me right at the end of the movie. Oh, no. It goes to real life footage of a memorial for him in 2013 oh. with his real life daughter there. Oh god. And of course, you know that that's the part that broke me. I can't see yeah. the real people. No. Just like Schindler's List that destroyed me, you know. Yeah. Um if there's any way that you can, I think this is a movie that everybody should at least at least see the one time to just get that info, get the feel cuz they really it does a good job of showing you know, what what it's like on that other side. Okay. Fruitvale Station is what it's called? Fruitvale Station. That is the name of the station that he pulled up to where it all took place. Okay. Um, very good movie. It came out in 2013, uh, right, I think, towards the start of the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. So this was probably what made him kind of make the movie. It was like, hey, let's, you know, kind of show something, too. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was very, very good. It was done very well. And <laughs> me and Taylor both were just like sitting there when it was done, you know, like it's one of those movies that like you see it and you're just kind of stuck there. Just kind of like, stunned. Have to sit like, with it for a minute. Like, damn. Because you would think, I mean, this was 2013. People. Yeah. I assume saw this movie because it made seventeen million at the box office on less than a, a million dollar budget. Like it made wow. money. People know what this is. I would hope. And how come nothing's changed? Right. It's it's like no matter what we put out there, I think like we said, the system is just too broken that nobody will put up the fight to yeah. have the change. You know. I mean, it's easy to say the system is broken, though. We have to. We have to have hope for future generations. We have to have hope that yeah. our generation can still change and make a difference. Like, you know, we're we're in our 30s now. Like, people that we associate with can run for senator or whatever. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's just about having hope, keeping perspective, moving forward together as a society, hand in hand. Exactly. 2020 has been a fucking lot. It <laughs> has. It's been... I, I feel like 2020 so far has been roughly six and a half years long. 
So, can I confess to you something? Yes. Last year, I had so many plans for 2020. Right? I I was I was so ready for so much stuff, right? 2020 vision, baby. Everything is going to turn yeah. up in 2020. It's going to be a good year, a beautiful year. I was going to get my LASIK this year. Oh my god. I I was going to do so much so much stuff, but I didn't think, you know, my job would turn to crap. I didn't think we'd have a virus where we can't go anywhere. I didn't think we would have to be worried about, you know, riots in the streets because people won't pay attention to a simple message, you yep. know? Like, I didn't plan for any of that. Nope. Um, I found this meme on the internet that I, I think pretty much sums it up. And it's, okay. it's, a, it's a little lengthy, but I just want to read through it real quick. Okay. So... I I brought this to you because I need some quick clarification on it. I see the meme involves Paul Rudd and this other gentleman that I recognize, but I don't know his name. I think it's a Marvel movie, so it must be uh, Ant-Man. Yes. So that is Michael Pena. I okay. think that's his name. That's one of the funniest dudes on the face of this planet. He's hilarious. And I love him. This scene in the movie is really funny because basically Paul Rudd's like, hey, what's the plan? And this guy goes on like, like such a rant like he just like goes like jim carrey style takes in a deep breath and just starts <laughs> spitting words nonstop. <laughs> and he answers this guy's question but only with like so much backstory to how that answer is the answer you know okay so this this make this is the perfect meme format for this <laughs> exchange right here so let me read this to you paul rudd so asks, w- would you like me to be paul rudd yeah sure <clears throat> okay How's 2020 been so far? Well, World War III almost started. Trump was almost impeached. Kobe died. There was a worldwide pandemic, which meant a nationwide quarantine that people protested against. We ran out of masks, gloves, and toilet paper. Seniors couldn't graduate. Australia was on fire. Stock markets crashed. There was an oil war. Kim Jong-un died. His sister almost became leader. Then Kimmy Boy came back, as the memes prophesized. Abused kids are stuck inside with their parents. The Pentagon confirmed UFOs. Countries shut down their borders. Eunice Anus couldn't film peace on a <laughs> murder yeah, hornets were discovered in <laughs> North America. I don't even know. I don't know on that one. Um, okay. Caitlin Bennett bothered tons of people. Bernie Sanders stopped campaigning. Elon Musk named his kid XAshA12. And then California told him he couldn't. Many people relapsed due to quarantine or developed issues. Parallel universes might be a thing. Peaceful protesters are being attacked by cops who are meant to protect people. Anonymous revealed all sorts of crazy stuff. Pride fall is allegedly tomorrow. 17-year-old cicadas are back, and it's not even June. But instead of a raise, I got this lawn sign that says, Our heroes were scrubs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's that's a lot right there. I want you to think about that. The year is just now in its back half. Not and even. all of this has happened. Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah, because we got to get through this month. We've to got the to get half. through June. Like, just make it through June. And maybe the back half of 2020 can be redeemed somehow. I just so, don't. There's so fucking much that has happened. Like, uh, I I can't even believe that. Like, I look back on some of this shit, you know, like Trump was almost impeached. That was this year. That was this year. Are you kidding me? I remember watching it on TV so much. I know. I remember when World War Three almost, and that feels like years ago. It does. I've, I've aged six years in in these months. Because Kobe died when I was in the UK this last time. Yeah. And that feels like that happened so long ago. Right. But that was only four months. Four months ago. I'm glad Australia's not on fire anymore. It's not on that fire anymore, good. right? Like, it's out. No. I think it's out. I hope it's out. Fuck. So I had kind of looked over this with you beforehand and I was like, yeah, the Pentagon and the UFOs, that was confirmed. And you said, what? And I don't think you were awake for when this thing was happening. So the the one UFO thing that I'm aware of is that there was like, there was a series of videos captured by fighter planes uh, I don't know where it was. I think it was over the U.S. somewhere. But um, it was captured by the military, and they kept that under wraps for, like, 15 years or something. And they finally released the footage, and they were like, yes, it's a UFO in the way of it's an unidentified flying object. We don't know what the fuck this was, but it happened. Here's the videos. Okay. I got to see that. But I have to find... 
I don't know if I can find these for you. That's how bad this this thing was. Okay. I remember like sitting here and Taylor starts freaking out, right? She's like, like are you are are you seeing this? And I was like, what are you talking about? And so I like go to look at what she's talking about and in Brazil, right? Okay. There were these fucking like lights flying o- over the city and people were taking videos from their cars or walking on the street. Like this was like from the ground looking up st- this stuff could not be explained. I still don't know what it is. Like full-on Mexican birthday party? Yeah. Oof. And people were pulling those videos off of the internet as soon as they were being posted. Because I'm assuming people didn't want them to know <laughs> that Brazil just saw a Mexican birthday party thing. <laughs> yeah, I I was not aware of this at all. Like, I, I will try to find a video that we can link, maybe. Okay. And then, and then show it to you, but... Taylor's like showing it to me and I'm like I've never seen anything like that in my life I can't even come up with what remotely scientifically that could be okay like I don't know I was like that's straight up a spaceship that can't figure out what it's trying to do it looked like a ship that was like on the verge of crashing Ooh. but it's dark outside so it's just like it's lights were on and it couldn't figure out which direction it was trying to go and these people or like, like every car in the street is like stopped, and people are just like bum rushing the street to get videos and pictures of this thing because it's right over their heads. Oh my god, I've got to see this! Like it was right there, and I was like, "It's finally happened. We're gonna be told aliens are real." Jesus, I I wish. Please, please, aliens, come come on in. The water's fine. Kelsey's ready to be your pet. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, what? What is peace on a... I, I've got to know. Okay, so... Eunice Anus couldn't film peace on a... Eunice Anus. Um, let's see. I'm searching for that now. Robert doing the heavy lifting, so I don't have to. Thank you. Like, nothing's coming up for it. What? I don't know what it is. Like, it's still not telling me anything is that like the one fake thing that they just like chucked in here for for shits and giggles it looks like it could be a because i keep seeing it tied to markiplier oh gross so i don't know it could be some kind of markiplier thing okay well then i don't care (laughs) so yeah you guys are gonna have to research that one because we can't find anything yeah bring me peace on it or whatever yeah please write us and let us know. Read this meme. Tell us any of the stuff that we don't know about. Have you been doing anything remotely fun? In I all mean, this time? <laughs> I'm trying to just stay sane. Um, I I downloaded an app called Sanvelo. It's been helpful in these times. It's it's kind of like a mini therapy session almost. So like you, it asks you to write down your thoughts and just kind of do a thought journal. Like how do you feel today? Why do you feel this way? What made you feel this way okay and uh it gives you like tools to unpack your emotions and it's got like legit cognitive behavioral therapy stuff in there so i highly recommend it it is free right now during covid you can get get access to like the full premium (laughs) version for free uh i don't know what the non-premium version looks like but i think i'm not sure but i think you can get it for free through your insurance if you qualify or something so okay. i'm gonna be looking into that whenever this covid trial Do ends it. it's called sand Velo. i highly recommend it cool we will uh throw that in the show notes too and you guys can go check that out not sponsored just passionate it kind of reminds me of this uh some app that me and taylor got and you're just gonna be like hey. okay but i i think it's called like the love tank or something love tank that's what they call me (laughs) that's my street name it's like you have to like send each other like messages in the app and stuff to like fill the other person's love tank or something that's cute so it's called love nudge so like (laughs) you know you haven't like said i love you today right and you can like say it through the app and like fill the other person's like love tank or something you know Okay. Like, hey, you look nice today, because I think it's just an app to help you kind of remember to just be nice to people, you know? That's nice. 
Yeah, we had that a long time ago, and now we never use it. So, <laughs> well, guess left tank's tank empty. Tapped out. <laughs> I mean, I'm just at home all the time. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I gotta find stuff to do. And so we've been watching, you know, a lot of movies and stuff, but I have just been combing through YouTube for stuff, and I found this new guy that I'm, like, all about. Okay? Okay. It's a very niche channel. Okay? Okay. Because it's a Blu-ray collector guy. Oh. Uh, so the channel is called Films at Home. He also has an Instagram, which I haven't really gone there. I mostly just watch the YouTube stuff. Okay. But so... It's just this guy, and he kind of does some movie reviews, and then he talks about, like, his collection and how he organizes them and showing off all this stuff, and it got me, like, really back into collecting Blu-rays again. All right. And so I want... So he was talking about these shelves, and I found these new shelves that I want to get. Oh, boy. So it would triple triple my <laughs> blu-ray holding capacity oh my god you have but but so minimize the space okay which would be insane so i could hold more and take up less space what kind of shelf do you have now it's just one of those standard ikea cube ones yeah it's a big ikea cube one yeah it it's the one with like the most shelves it's got <laughs> 16 squares in it jesus but there's a lot of wasted space because the the like cube itself is probably two Blu-rays deep, let's say. But I yeah. only have Blu-rays on the front of that shelf. Okay. So there's a lot of wasted space behind that. You know? Yeah. Um, so this new shelf would... It's it's actually taller, but it's not as wide. And would hold three times the amount of Blu-rays that I have on this thing now. Damn. Which would be amazing. But then I was like, but the problem is, where do you put the giant Kratos baby that I have? <laughs> That sits on top of this thing. You could sit on your podcasting desk with you. But so, oh, no. This thing is, like, smaller than him. It's true. This desk is so tiny. Kratos I can't wait to so one powerful. day, like, upgrade to, like, an office desk. Yeah. To podcast in. That would be fantastic. Get you off a real desk. But so, I did kind of go on a bender over the weekend. Of, of DVDs or Blu-rays? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, God. How many did you get? Um, five? <sighs> which, okay. which is not a lot. I mean, it's not bad. I was expecting like 15, yeah. so. No. Um, so one actually came in a day early. Nice. Uh, I had actually pre-ordered it like months ago, though. So my Jaws in 4K came in. Hell yeah. Uh, it's scary to look at, of course, because I'm terrified I imagine. of it. But I immediately took out the digital code. I redeemed it. And my TV does the Dolby Vision stuff, and I've already watched all the scariest parts, so I'm <laughs> f- fucked up for life for a while now. I can't believe that you were talking about getting a fucking one to six scale Bruce to put in your home. <laughs> like, what What would you do with that? So, all right, so after the last podcast, guys, I kind of forgot some stuff and told Kelsey about this place that I found that makes, like, replica Bruce sharks. Fucking huge. They're enormous. <laughs> Yeah, it's, what, he was, like, four feet? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, Robert sends me this picture, and it's, like, a dude holding this shark. <laughs> it looks like a real baby shark. And Robert's like, I want this. I'm like, no, I you know. don't. You really don't. It's, like, $1,800. To- it's so expensive. <laughs> oh, I would never buy him. Oh, my God. But it would be cool. Anyway, what would I do with him? Yes. He would... He would sit on the shelf with with uh, Kratos, but the face would have to face away from me at all times. <laughs> you would just look at him and cry every day. Probably. Because also, I, I had told you after the show as well that I bought a new game. Uh, so I bought this oh. shark RPG game called Maneater. Yes. And I basically play it in a constant state of just about to sweat. it's so much fun though like it's so fun but um he freaks me out still i imagine and i like and i like am the shark that gets to eat the people but it's still kind of scary so anyway so jaws came in it looks awesome it really did look good it was fantastic good 
um, the RoboCop that Best Buy said they had, and then they yes. didn't have. Uh-huh. I found one on eBay, Ooh. and I bought it for less than Best Buy wanted. Nice. Hell yeah. Even even with the shipping, because this guy didn't do free shipping for some reason. Oh, weird. But even with the shipping, I came out below the Best Buy price, so that's nice. Nice. And then, um, I really wanted to watch a movie, and I was like, you know what? I don't know why I've never bought this movie. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why don't I own this movie? So... I went to this place called Shout Factory. They take a lot of um, <laughs> Shout Factory. Uh, they they do a lot of more like obscure movie titles and then put them out on these like really nice collectible Blu-rays and stuff. Okay, that's where I actually got my really nice pumpkin head that I have. Oh, uh, they did like custom artwork for the front and cool. then put it out on blu-ray because it's never been on blu-ray before and it's awesome nice so they have a lot of different labels and they have like so scream factory is their horror movie one okay and i was like well i really kind of want to watch this movie and taylor's never seen it i think she would love it so i was like i want to buy slither oh my god yes do you remember slither i remember slither i love slither so I go to uh, Scream Factory, I was looking at it, and it was cheaper, like, like from the actual retailer than Best Buy or Amazon or anywhere else. So I was like, alright, well, I'm gonna get it. So then it was like, but if you spend 25 more dollars, you get free shipping. Oh, and I gotta was do like, it. Well, what else you got? And so, I just bought the fancy RoboCop. They actually put out fancy versions of the sequels, 2 and 3. Yeah. And they had them for cheaper than where I've been priced watching them at Amazon for the past two years. And I was like, Shit. so I can get all three movies I want, free shipping, and they're cheaper than any other place I've ever looked. So then I got those three. Perfection. So that's my five. All right. Well, I accept that. It wasn't, it wasn't out of line. But then I was watching one on eBay today as well. Okay. And I didn't get that one, but only because I actually lost that uh, bid. Which one? So, um, there's a there's another studio that does the same type of thing. They take more obscure movies and put them out, right? Uh huh. They're called Twilight Time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Where are they, they getting these do... names? <laughs> Shout Factory and the Twilight Time sounds like a. That's what they are. Bad band from the '80s or something. Very niche Blu-ray collectible companies, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually have one Twilight Time title of one of my favorite movies of all time. And when they release a movie, they only do like 2,000 copies. Like they don't make a lot of them. Damn. So they're really hard to get. And I got the one that I like. But this movie, they sold out. They've reissued it with more copies. And it sold out the day that I tried to get it like seven years ago. Damn. So I was just browsing eBay and somebody had the original the first time they printed it. And it was like 20 bucks. I was like, 20 bucks? That is cheap. (laughs) And I was watching it. And this morning it was at $20.50. Oh my God. Creeping up. I was like, all right, well, I'll check on it later. And today my phone goes, hey, don't forget about your eBay. I was like, oh yeah, let me go check that. I like click the button, eBay opens, and it goes five, four, oh. three. I was like, oh god, oh god, ah, <laughs> bid, tw- bid, twenty six dollars. That's a good price, I guess. <laughs> so I just threw twenty six bucks on it, and it sold for like forty. Oh so, my god. So I wouldn't have won it anyway because t- twenty five was actually my my cap. That's as much as I wanted to pay. Okay, but your panic cart said twenty six. I figured I'd try to out outdo somebody right there at the Outbid end. Outbid yourself. <laughs> so, because uh, it's, it's actually been released not from, like, a niche company, so it's, like, available out in the wild at any old time now. Okay. But I was like, well, if I can get the collectible edition for the same price, well, I want the collectible one. Right? Yeah. But I was like, I'll only pay, like, 
a couple more dollars than one that I can just go pick up at the store right now. But somebody paid like double that price. I was like, well, you can have that. <laughs> Doesn't mean that much to me. But the oh yeah, I never even told you the movie. You're gonna oh, love yeah. the movie though. What is it? It's the original Fright Night. Oh shit! From like '86. Yeah, that's worth it. That's my movie. I love that movie. It's so good. I don't know if I like it or the remake better with Colin Farrell. I <laughs> I don't know if I liked that movie. I can't remember. <gasps> the one where he's the vampire. Did I see okay. the remake? I don't know. It was so good. Was it? Okay. You just need to watch that movie because you're going to be okay. like, yeah, it's good. And what I like about the remake is I saw it first. And when <laughs> I went back to the original, they're actually different enough that it was like watching a different movie. So it's like, well, this one's still pretty damn good. It's not even the same movie. Well, all right. So they're both good on their own merits, but they kind of have just the same basic plot line. So I have nothing else I'm looking for. I'm going to hold off. But now I want the shelves. And then the guy was like, here's my setup with speakers. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do want to get speakers one day. Might oh, well my do God. More research into that. Might as well while I'm here. So I'm deep in the rabbit hole of this guy. I just, it's, it's fun to watch a YouTube with somebody that says all the things that I think about movies already. You know? Yeah. Um, he actually was talking about how people give him crap for having so many movies. <laughs> and he and he pointed out why he has them and I was like that's what I think man good job because what if you just want to watch it one day he was like well he goes people think that that's why I do it but it's more like you can't like streaming services don't have like every movie they have popular movies so he sees it more as like a like a movie history kind of thing like I own these movies and they're not really out there in the wild. So, you know, like, I kind of have them. I have this preservation of things that... And then he was... Then I kind of cried because he was like, you know, like, <laughs> I want to, like, have all these movies. And maybe when I die, since no one's going to want them, I can, like, donate them to a to a film preservation thing or something. But I... Oh, well, that's kind of cool. At least I'm trying to curate them now. Yeah. So that they don't get lost in the future. And I was like... <laughs> You're a hero, man. You're just so awesome. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. Collecting with a purpose. Like, that's why I collect them. I collect them because I'm like, this movie means something. Like, yeah. This is a this movie is something that if you that if you were to watch it, I would hope it it would affect you and do something to you in some way. Right. You know, like it's not just like, oh, that's a fun movie. Of course, I have those, but I like <laughs> to find, I like to have movies that mean something. You know. Is your collection all, like, alphabetical order strictly, or is it, do you separate it by director or by feeling or something weird? So, he actually had a video on that as well. He did it by genre, and it really hurt me. It really <laughs> hurt me. I do strict alphabetical. That's how I would do it, just for ease of finding stuff, because, you know, you have movies that, like, cross the line of horror and comedy and stuff that's, like, exactly. it's a drama, but it's also a romance. But see, that's, that's the... I'm like twitching about it. That was his thing though. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I have them by like genre. Like here's the comedies, here's the dramas, here's the actions. He goes, but I don't alphabetize them there. I, I just what? go, oh yeah, that's that's the drama section. He's like, oh my God. it's like it's like one shelf. It's not gonna take me long to find it, but I know it's in the drama area, so I can just go no, get it. No, and I was like, alphabetize. dude, dude. But in some subsequent videos, he has since completely alphabetized his whole collection good but i do want to say this to you though okay you say that i have a lot and i think at last count i will count and put up an official number whenever this podcast drops for you guys okay, okay. we should do a contest everybody guess how many dvd how many fucking blu-rays robert has okay we will we will put this out in the in the verse starting like now and then we'll have a, well, so do we want to put this in there once this drops? And yeah. And have people guess for like a week following? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to put this out on the Monday that this show drops. Everybody guess how many Blu-rays I own that are strictly in this room with me right now. Okay. So is it Blu-rays and DVDs or just Blu-rays? No. Just the Blu-rays. 
that are in this room with me right now because all my DVDs are in a storage unit somewhere else. Oh my god, really? Well, some of them because I actually sold a lot of them. Okay. I sold like, um, okay, so if you guys work in an office building, the boxes that like paper comes in. Uh Uh-huh, a banker box. Yeah, so kind of like that. Uh, I sold like four boxes full of those. Fuck. Yeah, it was a lot. I don't know. Wh- what's a banker box? Is it, it, it is it more square or like a rectangle? Uh, it's like kind of square-ish. Because what? I think you're thinking of like what you might store like evidence in in like a cop yes. storage room. Yeah. Mine, the one I'm talking about, it's got so basically two two full reams of paper would fit in the the width of the bottom. Okay. Because it's. Like, when you buy paper for your office or whatever, it's usually, like, two two stacks across, like, five high. Yeah. So, they're, <laughs> so it's, like, 16 inches across and pretty deep. Like, I I put, like, four rows of DVDs in, like, each of those four boxes. Goddamn. I had a lot of movies in there. And that's when I lost my dead alive, so. Uh, rip. <clears throat> but, strictly Blu-rays, because DVDs... They're not here. They don't count. We're only going to go the Blu-rays that are sitting right here. I can physically touch right now. Okay. Are you going to post a picture or should we just guess based on? I will post a picture. Okay. Make it like a, make a blurry picture because I don't want people going in and counting by pixels. And I did just redo them. So like, like I just re-alphabetized them Sunday. God, that sounds like a good afternoon. Just like alphabetizing. I was just sitting... Well, because we had bought in so many to watch during the quarantine Did you and say stuff, right? Botten? Huh? Did you say Botten just now? I hope I did not. I feel like you did. <laughs> we had Botten. Like the I've, past tense. I may have. Past perfect participle of to buy Botten. Oh, you bring it. It's already <laughs> been Botten. <laughs> um, we, we bought so many just to watch during the quarantine and stuff right yeah and they're just sitting on top because there was no room for them so it's like i gotta redo these it's like plus i got these five coming i gotta make room (laughs) and actually they don't fit on the shelf now oh man so that's why i was also like maybe i can get this new shelf (laughs) but so i will take a new picture they're very pretty now laid out nice I will obscure it a little bit so that Get a picture you can't just sit of, there like, and count. Jinx sitting next to the DVDs that I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call them DVDs because that's just what I keep calling them. Get a picture okay. of your doggy sitting next to him, but like blur out the background, focus on the doggy. I will try, but also you're gonna see there's a giant Kratos on the top. Yes. He is three feet tall. He's a big old so, Kratos. Like there's a lot of shelf space here. Yeah. But so, anyway, at last count, I had X number, right? Uh Uh-huh. I feel like you're going to be kind of surprised at what my number is versus this guy. But when he re-alphabetized his collection, he was like, oh yeah, we're sitting at roughly 3,000 Blu-rays. Oh! God! I am nowhere close to this man. That's the only hint that you guys get. The only hint you get is that I'm nowhere close to 3,000 movies. Jesus. But yeah, so he did it and had like 3,000. And I was like, you are a god, sir. Thank you for your service. All right. Whoever gets uh, closest to the number of jelly beans in the jar wins uh, something. I don't know yet. You know what? You know what? I'm going to have to think about it, but maybe... Maybe I will give away some Blu-rays. Oh, God. No. Well, I have some that have been replaced with newer versions. Oh, okay. So I kind of have a little, like, selection that's off to the side that I'm like, all right, these need to be sold at some point. Yeah. So if if somebody gets pretty close, do, do, do we want to say the person that's the closest just wins? Or, or, or do we want to do it like... Price is right. If you were within a certain number, but don't overshoot, you win okay. a price. Um, yeah, closest without going over. Okay, if you go over, you out. But if you were close, if you bid the one dollar, <laughs> I will send you a Blu-ray of your choice from a certain selection, and I will talk to you privately about it. Okay, beautiful, perfect. Our first podcast giveaway. 
Boom. Blu-rays. Of course it would be. Of course. Okay. That's fantastic. I feel like we're just going to get a lot of one, one I know. Blu-ray. Damn it. Maybe we shouldn't do closest without going over. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just closest. <laughs> Fine. Whoever guesses closest, I will talk with you after the fact. And I have a little bit of a selection. You can have one. You get one guess. You can do it via tweet, <clears throat> via email, via, I, I don't know, text message. Tweet, we need tweet, to figure tweet, out email. where we get the most like coverage. Because like, we might want to do it on Instagram, like yeah. we're doing the other stuff. I'll post it on Instagram also. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So there we go. All right. We'll see what happens. You ready to uh, count these jelly beans? Yes, please. All right, folks, please tell your friends about us. Help us grow our audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on all your favorite platforms so you never miss an episode. We release every single Monday, each and every week. Even when the shittiest shit is going on and maybe we should be silent, we're still going to keep talking. Sorry. (laughs) If you have a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that helps us a lot. While you're out there doing those reviews... Please go check us out on social media. We are at YMBTOAP on Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook page. You can also find us there on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you guys for coming out to that last one we had with Portal. We are looking to try to get some more stuff on there, hopefully with voice chat that we can turn off. Yes. Fuck. Then we can sound great all the time. I know. But that was so much fun. We will be looking at doing a lot more Twitch in the future, so stay tuned for that. And also, please don't forget about ymbtoap at gmail.com. Send us any of those listener mails you want. Tell us your experience with maybe the stuff that's going on right now. Tell us any of your 2020 woes that have happened. If you were part of any of that meme that we read off. If you know about the UFOs and you were there and saw them, let us know. Tell us about P-anus or whatever the fuck that was. If you know what P-anus is and why he couldn't film the thing, (laughs) let us know. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check them out on YouTube. And as always, thank you for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Is it, is it penis? <laughs>